BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. The Miami Heat have made it to the NBA Finals, and we're going to talk about why the Heat making it to the Finals is going to kind of force teams to double down with the parity, including the Chicago Bulls and what that could mean for the Bulls offseason. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes. That's CEO H A I Z E. You can also follow the show at Bulls Central Pod. And something I have not done a good job of promoting. Make sure you also go and click the link in the description to go to our Discord server where we have conversations about the Bulls and the NBA all day long. But with that being said, let's get into the topic for today. It's probably going to be a little bit shorter of an episode today just to let you guys know. Because, listen, we're in the, the point of the offseason now where everything's going to really be focused on the final, right? And as we're going to hear some tricklings. We're going to get some rumors. We're going to get some articles from people who don't really follow the Bulls. We're going to get all those type of things, right, over the next couple of weeks. Um, but once the finals end, we get into work, hopefully, right? Now with the NBA changing the rule into where you can re-sign your own free agents literally the day after the NBA Finals ends, expect that that free agency picture to kind of take a little bit more of a clearer view, maybe even before the draft that we've ever really had before, right? And so with that that period opening up, you can't sign other teams' free agents, but we could go into the draft or there shortly after the draft, know who's primarily staying with their own team and then really get that time after the draft to focus on going out and getting the unrestricted free agents that may not be staying uh, with their team. So be on the lookout for that. But one of the things after last night's game and the Miami Heat having the victory um, over the Boston Celtics in a game where the Boston Celtics, A, just did not look like they were prepared for a game seven. And Joe Mazzulla, who did a pretty good job during the regular season, I think he really went through, uh, you know, his, his, his bumps in the playoffs and Hopefully that team is a much better, you know, more prepared for it going forward. I still like their roster overall, but it's really now that the Miami Heat have gone from being the first playing team to, to make it to the finals, right? To go through that playing tournament, to make it to the finals. 
And in a season already where parody was the thing, we've been talking about parody literally since about the second month of the season, just with how close everything has been. And this is the world and the situation in which this is really what Adam Silver wanted when he when he's always talked about parody, right? Adam Silver has literally talked about the the how parody can help the NBA since he was the deputy commissioner, not even the commissioner of the NBA. And this is his this is in a lot of ways his wet dream, right? You have a team now that's gone through that playing tournament that you created that that made it to the NBA finals, a team that has a again, a lot of players that were undrafted, some players that even went through the G League which also helps add validity to that league, right? And so looking at this and kind of the the future of the NBA as we go forward, I already said during the season, right? Even if like a team like Philly or, or Cleveland would have made it to the NBA Finals, you, you're going to have teams that really try to hold on to most of their chips because they feel like they're not that far off, right? When you see a team like Miami that is constructed well, that plays with heart, that took on the identity of Jimmy Butler, their head coach, Eric Spolcher, and is still ran by Pat Riley, who is one of the best basketball minds in the history of the game. While I know that their situation on paper just looks like, oh, just develop this guy, develop that guy, do that. It's still how they constructed that team, right? The players that they went after, that they saw something within, and then they developed that out of those players in a Gabe Vincent, a Max Struess, a Caleb Martin. These were players that were undrafted. They were on teams that then got waived, got cut, whatever, and ended up finding their way to the Miami Heat and the Heat saying, hey, you have something that we can build. And the reason why I say that the, the Miami Heat are going to even more so put a highlight on the parity of the NBA and teams really feeling like they're not that far off is because you look at the Miami Heat, they had 44 wins on the season, right? 44 wins. And because of that, you look at the at the East, the, the, the last seed in the East was the Toronto Raptors with 41 wins. Oh, us at 40 wins. And so that level, that four-win difference is going to really teams like the Chicago Bulls. When you look at AK and Eversley and them surveying this team, you can absolutely see them saying, let's add a shooter, let's bring back Boots, let's bring back Kobe, and let's try to find what veteran point guard we can bring in. We're going to maximize Dale and Terry, right? We're going we're gonna to we're gonna keep hoping that Patrick Williams develops. Kobe White had some huge development for us. He can be our next Gabe Vincent. And I know that this has been an offseason where we talk a lot about what the Bulls could do to change. And those options still sit there, right? Especially if you look at a team that may try to swing for the fences and get that number three overall pick. Even though, like I said, more than likely we're looking at getting the number 23 pick, the New York's Knicks pick. But we really are in a situation to where I, I hope that AK and Eversley are looking at this. And even if they do say, hey, we aren't that far off from being able to push for a six seed, which the Brooklyn Nets were the six seed with 45 wins. If we add some shooting, add a point guard, and we get some internal development, right? And that is fearful for some Bulls fans. Some of saying like, hey, are we really just going to run this back? And this is why even in with the parity in the NBA, and I talked about this a little bit yesterday, you don't want to attach yourself until you see it, right? You do not want to attach yourself to long-term deals when, it, and when you are not one of the clear top one through four teams in your conference, even with the parity that we have right now in the NBA. And I, and, I, and I hope that AK and Eversley is doing that. Like I said, over on Locked on Bulls, the faith in Acme as a front office is at an all-time low, rightfully so. What is the direction of this team outside of putting money in Jerry Reinsdorf's pockets, right? What, 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 outside of that, what is the focus? What is the identity of this team? We have not still built an identity. 
We've brought players in that have brought some of their identity, but we do not have a team identity other than putting butts in seats, which is cool and all, but what the fuck does that mean for us actually trying to have an enjoyable team that can compete, contend, whatever you want to call it, right? And so we, with the Miami Heat getting there, Pat, shout out to Pat, the designer, my co-host, uh, my brother over on Locked on Bulls, just really just drilling home the fact that we, AK, could really try to come in and sell us on making minor changes. And the thing is, too, is that there still is a world in which just those minor changes could end up paying off for the Bulls, which is even the crazier thing to think, right? A team that we, we, we won 40 games last season. One game below finishing at 500. Two games below finishing above 500. And I just hope that with the limitations that we've seen from this team, be it the coach Billy Donovan being some of the play style, being the lack of size, whatever it is, we still need to address things. And I do worry. I do concern. And after sitting on it for a little bit more time, like really just sitting there thinking about this, is AK really going to to try to, I think that, I mean, I say try AK is going to run it back. Let me be clear. We are not completely blowing up or rebuilding this team. We're retooling. And because of that, most of these pieces are going to come back. But I think that, you have to let some pieces walk. Javante Green may be a, ca- a casualty of that, right? Um, Unfortunately. And we don't know what's still going on with Drummond. He hasn't really given any indication of if he's going to pick up his option or not. But that's another player that can go. And what we replace that with, right? You, We, we can talk all day about the articles that say the Bulls can offer Gabe Vincent their full mid-level exception to try to steal him away and things like that. And those things may very well happen. But as we know that we're a team that avoids the luxury tax, it's really starting to get to that area where we have to start questioning how much this team is going to change. And I said it over on Locked on Bulls, and I think we are heading towards a more likely scenario that the Bulls re-sign Vooch, re-sign Kobe, um, put Dalen Terry more in the rotation, and then add a player like Derrick Rose at the veteran minimum and add one shooter that they then get for about between 6 and $7 million. That is the direction that this team is headed in more likely than not. And because of that, I know that Bulls fans are going to be pissed this offseason. I've said it before. One of my first videos after the season ended for the Chicago Bulls is Bulls fans need to prepare for yet another disappointing offseason if your hopes are that this team makes a ton of moves. That's more than likely not happening. Even making a major move is more likely not happening. I would love to say that I can feel confident that the Bulls are going to trade into the number three overall pick, but every rumor, every bit of news, everything that comes out about what Portland's really looking for, it creates more of a gap between what the Bulls really realistically have to offer and what the Portland Trailblazers' goal is if they do move on from the number three pick. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today trying to build a team around Dame Lillard that can compete, right? So I know that we have our hopes wrapped up in the the number three pick, and 
I'm not here to, to slash on any of those rumors because it's still a possibility. And until that draft player that 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 draft pick comes up and a player's name is called and and Adam Silver does not say and we have a trade until we hear that right there's still reason to hold out hope there's still reason to hold out for that but the bigger problem I think in where the Bulls are right now is much like with most things AK did not stick to what he said AK came into this situation this job and said we are going to build over time through the draft by drafting well and developing players. Six months after that, we traded two first-round picks and a, and a former first-round, a seven-overall pick in into Wendell Carter for a player that was over third. Right then, the next that, uh, about ten months after that, we signed Demar Derozan, who most teams wasn't ready to offer the money that we offered him, and then gave up a first-round pick to facilitate a sign-and-trade because we didn't have the cap space out. Right, he lost the second-round pick by tampering of bringing in Lonzo Ball, who ended up getting hurt. Can't hold that one against them. We all knew Lonzo Ball was coming to the Bulls. That was already written about a year before it happened. And then the following offseason, after that team won, I can't remember, 45 games that season, looked great to start the season. AK said in that offseason after that, we want to add shooting and rim protection. And went out and signed Andre Drummond, Goran Dragic, both who may not be on the team by the start of this upcoming season. It's not, it, the moves that AK have made, not all of them have worked. Some of them have. Alex Caruso works. Right for what his role is, I know some people are going to get to typing. What about the shooting Hayes? His, his role was never to be shooting. Demar Derozan has been what he was advertised to be. Now one could say, "Hey, that 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 the the Bulls should have never bought into that." Some people may have that opinion, but Demar Derozan was exactly who we thought he was, and even better, I would say his first season with the Bulls. But ultimately, the fact of the matter is, is that AK continues to lay out visions that he then does not do with his actions, and that is the biggest problem. You can sell us on a vision. Do, are you sold on the vision is the biggest question when you don't do it, right? That is the biggest thing and biggest issue with this team. And so we'll see, right? That's slowly building over time in the draft. I think a lot of Bulls fans have now lost their taste for that because of the struggles over the last two or three seasons. But we'll see. The Bulls have to put a, pick a direction. That is something that I continuously say and I believe. And I know some people, well, we have our direction. No, we don't have a direction. We are a directionless team. We are a team that wants to be competing and develop players and we ain't done shit we are not competing we are a with last season we were cool right we ain't competing for shit other than the playing spot so cool i guess if that's what you want to compete for and we ain't developed a goddamn thing albeit besides kobe white we'll see if the bulls actually pick a direction that they actually stick to with their actions this upcoming season that was my ted talk as i dropped the pick there you go uh but let's go ahead and get into the voicemail for today. We got one voicemail. This one comes from the 773. Yeah, so I'm responding to the Dylan Terry uh, post. Um, I believe that he has a similar situation that Luol Deng had, whereas he came into the season uh, at 6'8", and then he grew a couple of inches, and now Luol Deng is like, what, 6'10", 6'11". I see the same thing going on with Dalen Terry. He looks like he's prompt to he's growing another answer to over the offseason because, hey, it can happen. Uh, regardless of that, he he has a lot of potential to do a lot, to be like a Swiss Army knife. The problem is our coach needing to give him more time. If you look at what happened with Miami, the Miami Heat, you see they played a lot of undrafted guys that showed potential, and look at where they are. They're in the finals now. They are in the finals. Our problem is that we have hidden potential, and we don't play the guys enough to see exactly what we have here. So the key really, it doesn't matter who you have on this roster, is the coach. He has to see what we see 
and play the guys with the potential. Play him. Play these dudes. You know, constantly going to just Zach, Damar, and Vooch the whole time and not giving your other guys enough time to shine, that's not going to get it done. You need people who got that hustle and grind. And, you know, you got to spread the ball more a little bit. So I think we need to give Jalen Terry a little bit more of a chance to, you know, show his versatility and give the man some shots. Let him, let's see what we got. You don't know if he could be a good hybrid point guardish player because we don't play him. So that's the key. Play the man. Play some of these guys who got potential and see what you got. All right. So this is a response to yesterday's episode. Dalen Terry needs more time. I agree with you. Now, I, I've said it before. I understand in his rookie year why he did not get the time in the NBA level. If you really watch those G League games, they had Dalen Terry one game work on facilitating, one game work on scoring, one game everything went through him. Like, it just, he was not going to get that opportunity in the NBA. And when you have a player as raw as Dalen Terry, that is what the G League is built for. But I do think that we do need to take a look at what Dalen Terry can bring. The energy, the defense, the passing, right? The little bit of – the fact of the matter is Dalen Terry ain't scared to shoot the ball, right? Right. So if he is going to get those development reps, it's good to have a player that, at least from the little bit that we've seen, isn't afraid to shoot the ball. Now, he takes some bad and ill-advised shots, but that is something that you kind of have to deal with in the time where you're developing a player. And the Miami Heat comparison is this, right? I already named the players. Gabe Vincent, Max Struess. Uh, Kayla Martin, all teams that all players that were on different teams that the Miami Heat came in and then over the four years, they all basically been there four years, developed them into where they are now. That is why developmental reps are important. That is why for people who say, hey, well, uh, this is all on P. Will for not being aggressive. Some of it is. But some of it is also on the coaching staff for not developing these. But you think Gabe Vincent was what we see, we see all in the Eastern Conference Finals his first two years in the league? Fuck no. And if you say that, you're crazy. You think Caleb Martin was a player that was ready to step up on the biggest stage and be the Heat's probably best player for the most part of a Game 7 last night when he came into the Miami Heat? Hell no. You say that, you're lying to yourself, right? You have to develop players. You have to work on their skills. You can't just throw a player out there and say, bam, I need you to be comfortable taking 10 shots with a bunch of all-stars on your team. Go. No, you have to develop that part of their game. You have to work on things that they do well that they feel comfortable in Build up that confidence through that and then start adding on things that you need them and want them to do. This is why play calling for your for your young players is important. Calling plays for them. Not everybody is going to be Ben Matherin where they're ready to just come in and go. Not every player is going to be like that. And unfortunately, the Bulls have drafted a lot of players that aren't like that, right? That does not mean they still don't have potential. That does not mean they can't still can't turn it around. But you have to give them development reps meaning that you have to give them specific plays or things that you're, actions that you're calling for them that they are already pretty good at to then build. Like I said before, Greg Popovich is the best at this. And he, and he always dis- described it as Legos. You build upon what you did before. You start piecing things together. Kawhi Leonard wasn't, was pretty much like P. Willis' rookie season. He came in, took four shots, and he didn't really want to shoot the ball. He passed up shots. But they built that confidence. Now, again, Kawhi Leonard also developed that dog mentality but the coach also helped facilitate that some. Billy Donovan is not Eric Spoelstra. Billy Donovan is not Greg Popovich. Billy Donovan's shit may not even be Nick Nurse. But at the end of the day, this two worlds that we're trying to live in, it's affected things. And, you know, I, I mean, the Bulls have some players with some talent. You see the raw talent. You see the raw talent in Daylon. You see the talent in P. Will when, he, when he's actually aggressive, just 
how much that aggression changes the game for him on both sides of the ball, right? We've seen flashes from Kobe. We've seen it from Iowa. We've seen it from these players, but we haven't developed shit. We are right back to where we were with Wendell, with Laurie, right? We saw flashes of those players, but we really didn't see them bring it together, right? And even with that, like, that that front office just drafted players and hoped they were going to work out. It seems like AK actually has a vision for the type of player and roster he wants to build, but we're just not developing shit out of those players. We need to get that part together as well. That's just kind of my thought. Thanks for the voicemail. Make sure you guys start leaving your name if you're comfortable. If you're not, that's fine too. That was a great voicemail from the 773. That is today's episode of Chicago Bull Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail like you heard on today's episode, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.